another episode of the Arena Games Triathlon Shorts, powered by Zwift. And this episode, we get to go back and speak to someone who absolutely blew the field away uh, in the very first Arena Games, all the way back in 2020. Seems like five years ago now, but Justus Nieschlag of Germany is on the line with me. Justus, thank you so much for joining us. I've been stalking you on the internet, mate, and you just turned 30 a couple of weeks ago. How does it feel, mate? How does it feel to be in your 30s now? Yeah, thank you for being here. And um, yeah, I'm still feeling young, <laughs> not feeling like 30. Um, I have always uh, the kid inside myself and um, yeah, feeling feeling better than last year because uh, a lot of injuries and some problems uh, with my training. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling now much better. <laughs> That's good because, you know, and we'll talk about last year too, but just, it's just interesting what you said before is that you still got a little bit of the kid in you and obviously... It can be a bit of a grind uh, being a professional triathlete, I imagine. I've never been one. But, you know, so much training, a lot of time solo, always in different countries. How important is it for you to just keep having fun with it? And, and how do you keep making it fun and, and interesting as you continue throughout your career? Yeah, I think it's uh, the most important thing for you or for all triathletes to have really fun on what you're doing because you spend so much time um, of training and um, it's the whole year. Um, so, yeah, you don't have like normal people like uh, public uh, holidays or yeah, there's no Christmas for you. There's no really birthday for you. Uh, it's all about training the whole, whole year and racing. And I really enjoy that life. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's the key. And I really love it to be um, on different pr uh, places. Uh, now I'm in Portugal for a training camp and joining other groups and getting in touch with other athletes. And I think, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, for all of the rest of us, right, and a lot of people are watching this while or listening to it while they're warming up on Zwift, other people are watching it on the Super League Triathlon YouTube channel, and they're going, oh, it sounds like a magnificent job. I just get to train all the time. Because for the rest of us, training is what we do to escape from, you know, the, the jobs that we have and, the, you know, and balance out things with family and everything else. But have you ever had, when you do it for a job, doesn't matter how good the thing is, sometimes you're going to have dips in motivation have you ever had a period of time where you just didn't want to train and you didn't want to keep going or has it always been something that gets you out of bed in the morning i think it's normal that's not always uh, like you feeling the best and uh, like to train uh, i think there are periods um, you're really tired and um, you have yeah to motivate yourself and i think it's important to have a training group uh, that motiva motivates uh, yourself as well um, so you can do together and um, it's not every day is not every day is uh, sunshine so <laughs> it's a tough uh, thing and uh, often you're tired but uh, yeah it's you need to do to get better that's it you absolutely do and, and, and at the age of 29 you went to your first olympics uh, in tokyo tell us about your experience because I'm, I know you've got nothing else to compare it to, but this was not a normal Olympics for athletes in the same way that it wasn't a normal Olympics for us watching it at home. Uh, you finished 40th overall in the individual. You're part of a great mixed team relay team who finished sixth. What stands out for you or what are your memories looking back on that experience? Yeah, being at the Olympics uh, was always a dream for me and I really enjoyed it. Um, even my preparation didn't went well. Uh, as you mentioned, my individual race was uh, not as good I was uh, expecting or hoping for. But uh, yeah, I was injured and um, 
yeah, afterwards I just um, went to the doctor and I, I'm not sure what, what time it happened, but I had a facial rupture in my Achilles and um, yeah, uh, maybe during that race or I, I don't know really, but um, yeah, so it was not, not a good fun racing for me. Um, even the team relay was quite good. It was uh, just the short distance and I was able to push really hard and was happy about the result with the team. And uh, yeah, our goal was to finish in the top eight and we did the sixth place. Um, so yeah, we were quite happy and um, I tried to enjoy the stay in Tokyo um, and get all the impressions of uh, yeah, the Olympic feeling. Even yeah, we were not allowed to go outside and have a look to other races. Um, so yeah, we always stayed in, in the bubble and uh, we're just able to watch on online um, streams the other races. And yeah, we had to train inside the Olympic Village just for swimming, we went out. And for for cycling, it was um, like three hours um, time to ride one hour. So we did it on the roller in, inside the Olympic Village. Right, that's it. That, for me, like it would be hard for me to expect so much and then have all of these restrictions placed on me after all this waiting to get to the Olympics. But then also, you know, if you pick up an injury during an Olympic race, it, I imagine there was some mental toughness there. I would be like, why me? Like, that is so unlucky. How did you work through that over the coming days? It's probably good that you had a, a mixed team relay as well to take your mind off that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was uh, like a happy ending for me with the team relay. Uh, because after my individual race, I was, um, yeah, I'm always a little bit, um, how do you say, um, I was unhappy <laughs> with all the situation and the race. And um, yeah, but I really uh, said myself, hey, come on, there's just a team relay and go for it. There are three other athletes um, waiting for your performance and you really need to go, uh, need to do a good race. And um, yeah, in the end, I was happy with my my performance during um, that race, and I think the others uh, were also doing their best. And in the end, we we had a really good result, and so I can fly uh, could fly home uh, happy. So yeah, it was a good experience in overall. Well, there's another one, and what are you going to be? Thirty? You're going to be thirty-two by then. That's you're still in the prime of your career. Paris sounds very good. Paris sounds like the place to be. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Now, you're a multiple World Cup winner. Um, you finished in the top five in WTE CS now. Uh, I remember back in Stockholm. I mean, when you look back over your career of the last 10 years or so, I mean, what's your best What's your best triathlon result in your opinion? Oh, that's really hard to say because um, there were so many different races, um, like uh, short distance races, like um, super sprint races, uh, like super league formats. Uh, Olympic distance. Uh, I already did two uh, middle distance. Uh, was also good fun, and uh, I think all races had something special. And um, I think a really good performance for me was uh, was the fifth place in uh, Stockholm at the WTS Olympic distance uh, because it was I think my my best performance on Olympic distance I I did so far and. Um, yeah, but there are also like uh, the Olympic team relay and uh, arena games. So, yeah, I, I can't really say which one is uh, the most uh, important for me. 
Well, I mean, they've all got their own special memories. And now you're in Portugal. We're going to kick off 2022. Uh, you've got the Europe uh, Cup in Quartiera. Like, and there's a lot of Super League talent there, right? So it's coming up on the 26th of March. I mean, I just looked through the start list and we see Super League alumni like Simon Henselet and Vasco Velasca and Alois Knabel and Silvan Friedelance is there. A good feel to, to, to kick off your 2022. Yeah, for sure. And it's for me, it's quite early. But... Um... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that race and uh, I think it's always good to have a strong field uh, so you can test yourself and yeah, the first race you do a Olympic is also special for me uh, because my last Olympic was at the Olympics <laughs> and uh, yeah, now I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just had a uh, not too much time to prepare, um, was uh, just starting my season or my training in January. So yeah, let's see how it will go. But so far, I'm I'm feeling good and um, looking forward to start the season 2020-22. It doesn't feel like 2022, does it? It feels like the last three years have disappeared into a haze, and I still feel like we're still in 2019, basically. But apparently, we're all three years older than we were when all of this started. But you're backfiring. You said you, obviously you had uh, the Achilles, and then you had an accident on your bike as well, and that pretty much put the end to to 2021. But then I saw your stats from last week and you bashed out 24 kilometers in the pool, 360Ks on the bike and 58Ks on the run. So you are firing and a gym session. Let's not forget the gym session. So so is that a usual week for you? Um, obviously, you did, we'll talk some, about some lab testing and stuff you did a couple of weeks ago as well. But is that, is that a, a heavy week for you, a usual week? Because for me, those numbers are astronomically high. I think uh, there are other triathletes uh, doing much more than me. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, for me, I think it's a usual week um, doing that stuff of training and um, yeah, feeling good so far and uh, trying to keep um, consistent every week. So not doing too much on training camps and then going home doing like kind of nothing. So I really try to be um, on the same level all, all, nearly all the time, just before the race and after the race, you, know, you do some tapering there. I think that's normal. Um, yeah, but so far I'm injury free and everything works. So I'm quite happy um, about my training so far. That's extremely efficiently German of you to do exactly the same every week. That sounds like what a German efficient <laughs> possible thing without any variation and just keep coming. Um, so tell me about uh, Arena Games coming up starting on April 9th in Munich. So kind of home for you, right? So it's a mixture, if people don't know, of Zwift and real-life racing. So you swim in the pool and then you bike on a turbo trainer, a tax turbo trainer, and then you run on the treadmill. And when we started it back in 2020, and we'll talk about that in a second because we've got the winner of the very first event right here, um, we didn't know if it was going to work or not, man. We did not know if it was going to work, and now it's turned. It's obviously worked incredibly well, and now it's an official world championship. Which ones are you coming to? Are you coming to Munich, London, and Singapore? What's happening? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to race all the series, so I will be in Munich, London, and Singapore. And really looking forward to it <laughs> because I think it's a really nice format and I really enjoy that short races and um, also the combination of uh, yeah normal swimming and uh, doing the stuff on Swift. Um, yeah, I think it's something new and uh, it really exploded. Like uh, we did it uh, two years ago, we started and uh, now it's a really big thing uh, in triathlon. 
What, it was a crazy day for you, right? So you beat Velasa, you beat Johnny Brownlee, you beat Javier Gomez, you beat Richard Murray, and you left your run late, you know, and, and, I, and I feel like you were kind of like, and I've heard you say the first stage is like a normal triathlon, but each stage it gets harder and harder, and you just, and you didn't know whether you won at the end either, which was awesome. So you, you really, not only did you beat an incredible field, but you also just timed everything really well. So did, was that... Was that a plan for you to just ease your way through? Because I know you didn't go out too hard too early, and that seems to be the way people win this. Yeah, I think the key is uh, really to not uh, overspeed in the beginning, and you, um, yeah, you really need good transitions. Um, yeah, you have to stay kind of comfortable, uh, comfortable uh, as far as it go <laughs> um, during the whole time, but. Um, Sometimes um, you have to sprint to get the points, like in, in the um, final stages or in the when you have a bike finish, you, you really um, have to know what time you can go uh, or start your sprint. And uh, these kinds um, of uh, things you just learn when you yeah, do some rides on Swift or do some races on Swift. And um, so, yeah, it's a learning, learning by racing. <laughs> That's and, and I guess that it kind of leveled the playing field, didn't it? Because when you look at that field that you had, you had like the most successful Olympic triathlete ever in Johnny Brownlee and you had five-time world champion Javier Gomez. You just blew them all away. But then you arrived in London 2021 for your second crack at Super League and Martin Van Riel was superb that day. Like He was unbeatable that day and I spoke to him in the last episode and he's coming to a couple of the events as well, so that'll be really interesting. But when you came into the second one, I guess in the first one, you were a bit of an unknown quantity compared to some of the other massive names of triathlon. But then you probably had a bit of a target on your back coming into London. So did that feel any different? Um, yeah, there, there was special pressure for sure. But um, I tried to handle it as, as good as I can. And um, yeah, there were big names as well. And uh, I just tried to perform the best I can. And uh, luckily, in the end, it worked quite well. I think during the race, after the second stage, it, it was really close. So I think I was on fifth or fourth uh, place. And uh, with the final stage, I was able to make it <laughs> to the second one. And uh, that's what we already talked about. So you have to be on each uh, stage really um, yeah, consistent and being in the front. And when there's the final sprint, you have to be there. Did you watch the championship series? Because obviously I think you were meant to be there and then the injuries came. So there was nothing after the Olympics like you probably would have hoped. So did you watch the series? Did you did you feel like you like really wanted to be at those races? Because it was quite the month of racing. Yeah, for sure. I, I followed those races and watched them. And uh, yeah, I tried, tried to go there, uh, I think, for two years now. But I was never uh, never in the position or never... Yeah, healthy to go there. Um, yeah, hopefully sometime <laughs> I will be there racing and uh, enjoying this kind of format because I think it's uh, yeah, it's another one. It's uh, also different to arena games, and uh, I, I like to do this uh, experience as well. Um, but in the end, the body has to be uh, fine and ready for racing. And uh, the last year it was not not able. Uh, I was not able to race unfortunately just keep yourself healthy mate until september like how hard can it be just, just don't hurt yourself just that's all you've got to do six months don't hurt yourself don't even race just kick back and just wait 
the Super League. All right? that, that's that's what we think that you should be doing. Um, let's talk about what it, what, is it, what it's like to, to ride on Zwift. Was it completely different uh, in the racing to be able to... Because when I race on Zwift, which is seldom anymore because it's so hard, the first part of the first part of any Zwift race, you've got to put down disgustingly high watts to stay with the pack. Right? And then I always do that and I go out way too hard and then by 10 minutes in, I'm absolutely shattered and I just get dropped by everybody. It happens every time, no matter what I try and do, I get overexcited. But you being German, obviously, are just like, I will just wait and I'll be efficient and I'll go all the way through and, and, then, I'll, <laughs> and then I'll chase everyone down at the end. So... When you combine that in a in a arena games race, did you find it different racing on Zwift and then coming in and out of, of the Zwift world and and how you have to ride especially uh, to to stay with the pack? Yeah, for for sure, uh, racing on Zwift is quite different to normal one, and I also got those experience uh, that you have to go really hard in the beginning to stay with the pack, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, the main thing or the main problem is uh, the drafting during that race. So uh, it's quite different to normal normal racing outside. And um, for me, I, I always go too hard. Then I'm in the front of the pack. Then you reduce a little bit and then you are behind the pack. I think everyone knows that. And uh, so you have to be really, really um, yeah, smooth uh, by powering um, yeah. or increasing or decreasing your power to stay just inside the pack you can draft. And uh, that's the main thing. And uh, that's, this is really hard uh, to get it to get it right. Oh, as soon as you drop two seconds off the back of the pack, you just kiss, kiss it goodbye. Just wave goodbye. That's it. That's the end. Goodbye. See you guys later. Um, but you, you'd probably be all right considering, you know, how hard you've got to go at the start of a Zwift race. Because I saw you doing some lab testing in Leipzig a couple of weeks ago. And it looked from the clip that I saw that you were going for maximum watts. And I would love to know what that number is because you were going absolutely bananas for about 20 seconds. What were the numbers like? Um, so it was a sprint test over 15 seconds. And um, we had to do it on a cadence of 130. So oh. really high cadence. Yeah. yeah that, that was the main hard thing. And uh, I did uh, around 900 watts or 850 watts average, and uh, peak power was uh, 1,200, I think. Not 100% sure. So people are listening to this warming up for a Zwift race are just like, oh, I give up. There's no way <laughs> this is possible because I'm like struggling to get to sort of like 250 FTP and here's you doing 1,200 at a peak watts. Oh, that's heavy. How do you use Zwift? How do you... Do you race often? Like obviously, in the, like I mean, I say you're in Portugal right now, so obviously the weather's nice, and you want to get outside when you can. Do you do structured workouts, and or, or how do you use it? Because like I find the data to be really helpful for me, uh, you know, just as an average, you know, athlete, to just get to get the feedback and get that sense of progression, which you don't always get when you're out riding on the roads or whatever. So how how do you incorporate that into your training, and is the data helpful for you? Um, so I use uh, Swift uh, for the winter season in Germany and I always do my rides on Swift and especially after my surgery, after my bike crash, I was able to start um, cycling indoor again after two weeks and uh, I did like I think two and a half thousand kilometers uh, on the indoor trainer on Swift during that time because I was not allowed to go outside. 
and um so for me it's uh like um yeah it's more realistic than just sitting there and wall <laughs> yeah. so yeah if, uh, you you can you can uh choose a different gear when it's going uphill or downhill so it's uh yeah a little bit uh, more funny than just sitting there and uh going keep going the same watts and um yeah that's the thing i use swift for and i also did some some races during the winter but not this year but uh, years before um just yeah to get some improvement or check uh check my bike performance uh, during the winter and uh, yeah really enjoy going on swift i'm looking right now I'm, there you are i'm looking for you on swift on the companion app i'm going to see what level you are and i want to know i want to, I want to know what, what what level do you think you are on swift uh tw 25 i guess no no man 27 man 27 don't sell yourself short You've traveled 4,200 Ks and you've burnt 314 slices of pizza. So congratulations for that. Um, you have 200 followers. That's, I, I guess that's good. I don't know. I don't have any followers. Uh, they're all Germans though. Look at this. This is a total German-a-thon. You gotta, gotta get a few people out, out, in, the, out in the world, mate. Well, there's a few people I notice on here. Oh, righto. Yeah. 314 slices of pizza. Very good. Um, one thing that you did mention before is is your transition. So what we see with Super League, and, and, and I guess in some ways, and especially in the Rita games too, and, and coming in and out of Swift, is that the shorter the racing gets, the more important the transitions are, as we, as we know as triathletes or fans of triathlon. Um, but what I have noticed is that the, tr the transitions from athletes who do Super League, and specifically Arena games as well, when they go to Olympic distance, they just make up time in try in transition because they're just sharper. Do you, do you, doing doing things doing short sharp races like that. Do you feel like that makes you sharper in the small one percenters when you go and do an Olympic distance race or you go and do a middle distance race? You just can pick up little bits of time here and there. There's one transition which is really important. It's uh, the transition to the swim. You never put your goggle and your swimming cap on really fast, but it's just on arena games and. Last year I was really struggling on, I don't know, I think it was a second stage, uh, putting on my uh, my swimming cap and I lost maybe five seconds, but it's really, really a lot uh, during uh, that short, short uh, kind of racing. Yeah, I mean, it's, imagine with this head, right, trying to put a swimming cap on this head. It's not, man, it's not easy when I've just got to do it normally, right, let alone when my heart rate's 215 and no, nah, I've got no, no hope whatsoever to get over this whole thing. But tell me finally, man, we run out of time nearly, man. How are you shaping up for 2022? What's your plans, provided you stay injury-free? You know, you're in Portugal right now. We'll do this Europe Cup race. What What's coming up? What are your focuses? So um, because of the last uh, years, I don't have really points in my um, yeah world ranking. So I really need to focus on uh, doing business, and, uh, especially some World Cups. And how would uh, how would a world championship being the first ever world championship of the arena games sound as well to pick up on the way through? I think that's uh, just amazing, huh? It's the first title uh, on on that format, and um, yeah, we'll give my very best. But I know there are strong guys, especially Martin is also joining. But uh, yeah, in the end, 
I think it's a really excited uh, race format and everyone will give the best and in the end we'll see. That's a very political answer from you, mate. I would be like, mate, I, I won one, I came second the other time, it's a shoe-in, it's coming back to Germany with me. We can't wait to see you in Munich on April 9th, mate. Uh, hopefully we'll have a nice crowd there as well, which is always good after in the, in the post-COVID era. Uh, and plenty of support for you. We love having you a part of Super League uh, Arena Games, and uh, we'll see you soon, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. See you in uh, Munich, London, and Singapore.